0: This is the New York City Cast with Will Hill, presented by Bet Rivers.
1: What is up, New York City Cast? Bet River Sportsbook, a Tuesday show for you today. Ryan Rostein from the Philly City Cast is going to join me. We're going to talk some uh, NBA, college, as the selection is right around the corner. So we'll get into some some tournament stuff. Look at some potential sleepers for that. We'll talk Sixers, Nets, Knicks. Talk everything. Uh, but it's March. We turn the calendar and. Uh, We actually got some. It looks like promising news now. I'm recording this late Tuesday morning, uh, Monday night. In terms of baseball, the worms started to turn a little bit. Where if you're following on Twitter, um, you know these beat writers are reporting that uh, they're making progress. That they're just trying to narrow down, you know, some of the finer points, whether it's playoff teams, luxury tax, again, who's conceding, who's not conceding. I don't think anybody is too interested in that. I think most people kind of favor the players here. I think everyone looks at the owners and say, you know what? You guys are billionaires. You guys make plenty of money, figure it out. Um, But again, we just want baseball. I think that's the bottom line. So I think we got a good chance to get this ironed out. They extended the deadline, which was supposed to be yesterday. They extended it until uh, today, Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. So hopefully we get baseball. Hopefully by the time you're listening to this – we got a deal we got a season and we'll start to get you know a bunch of free agent moves that uh, haven't been settled a bunch of these guys are still out there so fingers crossed i think it's a good sign this time yesterday i would have made uh, 162 game season a big underdog i think if you had to do it now i think 162 games would be a pretty sizable favorite now again uh if you're gonna add i Nightingale reported that they've agreed on 12 teams. Some people dispute that. If you're going to get up to 14 teams, uh, remember it's it's been eight except for that one year in the shortened season. If you're going to get up to 14 teams, that's just way, way too many. Uh, again, if it gets if it means getting a deal done, you know you live with it. But boy, it's real. You're really paying a price as a fan to sit here through 162 games, and all you're playing for is seeding, That is really, you know, killing the essence of baseball. I mean. Uh, baseball has you know, kind of a reputation, kind of the knock on baseball is, you know what, well, a game in June doesn't matter. They play 162 of these, which there's some truth to, but when you only get eight teams in, it used to be obviously a lot less. They just keep expanding and expanding all these sports in terms of the playoffs. But when you, you only let a certain number of teams in, it does matter because unless you win your division, you're in that one-game wild card. So, uh, you know, every game does kind of matter unless you kind of run away with it um and when the the division going away every game does matter with eight teams in the playoffs you get up to 14 and even 12 well you are really uh making it so it's just now look it'll matter for our bets if you have division bets if you have mvp bets you know it matters for our bets it matters day to day if you bet it but boy you're getting a situation where 14 games it's just way way too many teams you're basically letting anybody in that's you know halfway decent anyone that's 500 and just completely devaluing the regular season so hopefully we settle at least at 12 12 you could live with i guess That's still too many for me but uh as long as we get baseball we get 162 we'll get started here pretty soon that's exciting like i said we turned the calendar to march 1st the season was supposed to start march 31st so uh, you're gonna have an abbreviated spring training you gotta you know worry here about injuries pitchers that kind of thing you're gonna have to get some sort of spring training in, you could probably do it in three weeks, four weeks, but uh, again, you got to worry about injuries, you know, building these pitchers' arm strengths up. Jason Weingarten made a good point yesterday. Uh, With an abbreviated spring training, you're going to see some injuries, you're going to see arm problems, so, you know, keep an eye on that, keep that in mind when you're making some of these future bets if you dive into that pool, and uh, once these numbers come up in terms of over-under for strikeouts, wins for pitchers, uh, I would only, only look at the unders just because of the injury concern, uh, that, but that's the baseball. Hopefully, we get something figured out today. Uh, Nets were in action last night, if you can call it that. They were just destroyed, 133 to 97, by the Raptors. Uh, the Raptors were actually plus 250 to win the second half on the money line, which I actually tweeted out. Boy, this is uh, if you're watching this game, the Raptors are just much, much better than the Nets. Uh, the Nets could not get a stop. Obviously, they gave up 133. Just no defense whatsoever. And boy, they're a little small with without. You know, Durant, obviously, no Simmons yet. Uh, Kyrie couldn't play. Kyrie will be out again tonight. Is a weird scheduling quirk. They play the Raptors again tonight. This game is in Toronto, so no Kyrie because in Canada they still have the vaccine restrictions. So going to be basically the same teams as yesterday. The line is now eight uh, for this game tonight. Remember, it was like three, four yesterday, kind of bouncing back and forth. I think it was four by the time when we did the show. It was three uh, at close and obviously the Raptors win the game by what thirty-six points. So they've adjusted. Maybe they've overadjusted. The Nets are now eight point underdogs, total two eighteen at Bet River Sportsbook. Uh, I would actually lean towards taking the eight just because when you give up one thirty three, you figure the next day you're gonna come out with a little more intensity on defense, even though you know you're undermanned, you're shorthanded. and like I said, you're a little small on defense when you're running out Patty Mills and Irving and Drogic. Uh, you're just you're kind of tiny on defense and uh, obviously, they got exposed in a big way last night. Nets now 32 and 30. Sounds like Durant will be back sometime this week. Nets three games behind the Raptors in the lost column for the seventh seed. Uh, three games in the lost column behind the Celtics for the sixth seed to get into the main draw. It's going to be tough. That's going to be an uphill climb to to climb either, to catch either the Celtics or you know even the Cavs. I don't think you can catch the Cavs. You're five games in the lost column behind the Cavs. Um, only 20 games left i mean you could say yeah, it's only four or five games yeah but with 20 left you know start doing the math on it uh unless you just win basically all your games or these other teams just you know go in the tank uh it, it's really hard to make up four or five games at a 20 game stretch It's not impossible but uh it is difficult so nets in action tonight uh i would i would lean towards them plus the eight I, i'm not crazy i'm not looking to you know rush to the window to bet them plus eight but you would have to think they bounce back, play a little better, play a little harder. So, uh, again, Durant's coming back sometime this week, uh, and and they'll ease him back. It's not like he's going to come back and you know play every single night. But the fact just seeing him on the court changes everything. You know, gives you gives the other guys more confidence. It gives you know fans more confidence. It just makes everyone kind of feel better and take a deep breath once you see that guy uh, stroll onto the court. And uh, I guess they're targeting Thursday. They play the Heat on Thursday in Brooklyn. And then they play at Boston Sunday. So I would think one of these next two games you'll see Durant uh, is the Nets desperately, desperately need Durant back. You know, they steal a game Saturday night in Milwaukee. Boy, they stole that game. Milwaukee let that game get away. Uh, They had that big comeback right before the All-Star break against the Knicks. So they've won enough games here. They've won two or three, which is not a lot, but they've won enough to just keep their head above water. Stay on the better side of that play and Again, there's a big difference between 7-8 playing and 9-10 playing when you got to win two road games and you got to win them both uh, as opposed to being the 7-8 where you get two chances to win one game. And especially if you're the 7, you get two home games to win one. Uh, you know, Basically, if you're the 7, you're going to get in. If you're the 7, barring an injury, you're going to play at home versus the 8. Then you're going to play at home. If you lose that, you're gonna, you get to play at home again. So you get two chances at home to win one game. Uh, And even the 8, you get two chances to win one. That's a big disadvantage to be the 9 or the 10. So they've stolen enough games. They've stolen a game here or there, Saturday night in Milwaukee, that game at MSG a week or two ago. Uh, They've stolen enough games here to just keep their head above water so where you get Durant back, you can still probably be the 7-8. You're still probably going to be a playing. probably not catching the Celtics for the main draw. But, again, if you're healthy, if you got Durant, if you get Simmons at some point, sounds like you'll get Kyrie at some point for the home games. Uh, you should be able to stay in the 7-8, win a game, then get in the main draw where, hey, you got Durant and you got Kyrie. You're as good as anybody. Uh, at least that's how you feel if you're the Nets. So that's the basketball. When we come back, Ryan Rothstein and I will get into the NCAA tournament. He's got a sleeper he likes. We'll talk to Ryan next. This is the New York City cast presented by River Sportsbook.
2: It's been a trip going to New Jersey to place your online sports bets, but those days are over. Legal online sports betting is now live in New York with Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Sign up right now. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Get an account and start making your bets right here in New York. You even get up to a $250 match on your first deposit. That's Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Must be 21. Playable New York only. Gambling problem. Call 877-8HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
1: All right, Ryan Rossstein and I discussed a bunch of things, college basketball sleepers, who can make a run to the Final Four, uh, did a little NBA, talk some baseball as it looks like it's going to come back. So here's my conversation with Ryan. It's always a good day. You flip that calendar to March just psychologically. You know, the kind of the dead of February is behind you. You got the NCAA tournament right around the corner. It looks like we're going to have baseball. That was, If you're following it late last night, it sounds like they're pretty close. They pushed the deadline back to 5 o'clock. I'm going to add a few more playoff teams, which I'm not crazy about. As long as it's 12 and not 14, I guess we can live with it. 14 is just way too many in a sport where they play 162 games. But, hey, especially for for what we do, uh, to sit here with no baseball for a few months would be scary, especially once basketball ended. So the fact that we're, it looks like we're going to get baseball back. you know, Yesterday I would have made it a huge underdog. Today I would make it a huge favorite. That looks like they're closing in on a deal. So calendar's flipped. Baseball soon. We'll get a bunch of free agents signing once this uh, this lockout ends. So good time, man. What's going on? Yeah, no, I'm
2: I'm with you. Uh great way to start the show. Just it's uh it's March 1st and you know the weather's going to be following this soon. Can't wait just to have hoodie and a, you know shorts on, just have some nice 50-60 degree weather. That's the sweet spot.
1: It's coming. It's coming soon. I think what next Sunday is the selection is the the 13th, uh, spring is absolutely coming. We're 12 days away from the selection show. Feels like these conference tournaments, some of them start today. They're a little more backloaded. I don't know if it's because of COVID. They pushed some of them back in case they had to make yeah. up games, but usually you got, you know, five or six of them that start today. I know like the Atlantic Sun, some of the smaller ones, the NEC started today. So, you know, those are always a lot of fun. Maybe not the first and second round, but once you get to those championship games, there's so much drama. Uh, those games are a lot of fun to follow, fun to bet. So, It's time, man. You can't just fill out the bracket once, you know, Selection Sunday comes around. You got to start kind of, you know, paying attention, doing your homework now, especially if you haven't watched a ton of college basketball. I never know, you know, in our audience, how much they watch. I feel like, you know, 15, 20 years ago, you could name, you know, dozens and dozens of college basketball players. I feel like the realignment has kind of hurt college. The one and done has hurt college. Just it's it's become a one month sport where it's all March Madness, but uh, it's here and I'm excited for it
2: yeah no it's it's interesting that's an interesting conversation that maybe we can get into but if not you know you bring up some conference tournaments starting i want to give a quick shout out so i have a cousin will who is in his senior year for bucknell now bucknell's having a really bad year but um he's leading them in scoring and it's their first game in the uh the patriot league tournament tonight so bucknell getting six against lafayette andrew funk is my cousin for anyone out there that wants to look him up but uh yeah, I'm hoping they can pull off an upset, man. I might have to lay some money, uh, you know, just recreational, a few bucks on my cousin and Bucknell plus six if you're with
1: me on that. Wow, I think I'll tell you on that one. Do they have odds for that tournament? I know you got to kind of shop around. Those are hard to find. Odds to win the, uh, the Patriot League tournament. Do we have those or are those are not up? I was, I was like casually looking earlier. I mean, I looked at Bet Rivers. I did not
2: see it. Uh, I could have missed it, but... No, I, I couldn't find any odds. Maybe we you know we can find that at some point throughout this episode.
1: I mean so. you can always just play them game by game, just roll over the money line. So that's it. Bucknell, what what uh where did they come in the Patriot League? They're they're it's their worst year in a long yeah, they're time. Usually I pretty mean pretty Bucknell good. historically has been
2: great yeah. in that league. They're eight and twenty-two. Wow. They had a really bad year. I mean, he's been a three year starter. A couple years ago, they were pretty good. Um but yeah this is just a bad year unfortunately in his senior year but um, he's had a good year individually and maybe they can listen in in those conferences you you can win a few
1: games and win your win your conference tournament we've seen it Yeah, no doubt. And as much fun as they are to watch, it's almost it's unfair to these teams that, you know, they almost they go undefeated in their regular season tournament in the regular season conference schedule or they'll go like, you know, 12 and one and they got to win three or four games just to get into the tournament. It's like you proved you're the best team like. These, yeah. these are a lot of fun to watch, but, you know, these conference tournaments, they bring in a lot of money. They bring in ratings. You know, they have to deal with ESPN or whatever championship week. So it's really – it's it's kind of not fair, especially for these smaller conferences. You win your league, you should probably be in the tournament. But that being said, like you mentioned, uh, these tournaments are just so much fun to watch. And uh, who, did you, who did you say they played today? Lafayette. Okay. I know Colgate's really good in that league.
2: Yeah, I think Colgate – they could be in the top two or three this year. I'll have to double-check it, but – um yeah it'll be fun so I just wanted to throw that out there we don't have to get too much more into that I know listeners aren't dying for uh, a deep dive in the Patriot League stuff but uh, I I did while we're on the College Hoops topic here Will I have a thought and this is not an original thought regarding Gonzaga this is something that's brought up I feel like every year this time of year but I'm gonna bring it up because I think it's a it's fair um I hate I hate that they're in that the conference that they're in, you know, and, and the fact that they lost to St. Mary's, like give me a break. They're rivals. It, it's you look at other you look at other leagues like the Big 12 and the gauntlet that these teams in the Big 12 have to go through in their conference schedule and even the Big East and the Big Ten compared to what Gonzaga has to do. And that's a big factor. You know, come come this time of year. How healthy are you? Uh, And just everything else, how you end up getting your seating in the big dance. What's your thoughts on just Gonzaga's cakewalk year
1: in and year out? And they just came off a a shocking loss. Yeah, I generally agree with you. Uh, One of these years, they're going to win it and they're going to shut all of us up. Last year, I was all on board with them winning it. Uh, They just got smoked by Baylor. They were never in the game. I think it was like 10-0 Baylor and it was never really closer than that. It was over when it started. It was over when it started. And, you know, Gonzaga was heavily favored. Now, again, they just keep running out team after team or these, you know, five star guys, these NBA guys. Uh, The kid this year is obviously going to be a high pick, home run. One of these years they're going to do it, but I I tend to agree with you. It's like, you know, facing 60 mile an hour pitching all year. Then you get to the finals and you got a kid throwing, you know, 93. It's just, it's hard to kind of get your bat up to speed. And, You know, they do test themselves, you know, non-conference usually. I remember, I think last year they played Baylor. They were supposed to play Baylor. I think they ended up playing them. So they test themselves early, but they just go, like you said, you know, a month, six weeks where they're playing, you know, Pepperdine and, you know, Loyola Marymount, and it doesn't quite tune you up. It doesn't quite tune you up. Now, look, uh, you know, one more win last year, and we're, we're singing a different tune. We're saying, you know what, they're the national champs. It doesn't strain you. We could play it the other way, but... Yeah, I generally agree with you. I I generally agree with you. It's probably not in your best interest to just, you know, play this cupcake schedule for a majority of your season. And to be fair, they're
2: they're a legitimate program. Mark Few is an excellent head coach, and they get the talent. Like I'm not even sitting here saying they're not a good team. I just think it's it's a massive deal that they don't play anyone for their for their conference schedule. And that's a factor. It doesn't mean that they're not legit. I, I do think that they're an elite program, but that just has a huge impact on how ready you are and possibly it's an advantage you know, sometimes it certainly could be a disadvantage.
1: Yeah, it'd be like an Alabama and football playing in the MAC all year or something. Then they get into the right. playoffs and you got to play Ohio State or Georgia. It's like, oh, this isn't uh, this isn't Kent State anymore. So, no. yeah, it's definitely it, it's weird because you know they're you can make the case they're the elite program in the country at least year in year out. They're right up there in the yeah. you know top three or four: Kentucky, Kansas, you know the usual suspects. But yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a weird scenario where they're playing cupcakes night in night out, and then they got to kind of turn it on. Uh, for the tournament now they killed a bunch of tournaments teams last year i mean they blew out usc to get to the final four they really yeah almost, and i you know, like that usc team i know with mobile you look back and man they just they yeah. killed that team they, they they really i mean they had a soft draw last year uh they almost got upset by ucla you say probably should have beat them but uh yeah. yeah i think it's a it's a good point um you know, maybe this is the year they are when they're clicking, man, they're scary. They are just a machine. I, I, I followed the game against San Francisco the other night when San Francisco is like a tournament team, bubble team, a, a good mm-hmm. team, and they just smoked San Francisco. So, I mean, their offense is really good. They're a step slow defensively on the perimeter. So, that's something you have to keep an eye on. But yeah, one of these years they're going to do it, I would think. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I was, and I was sort of rooting for them last year. And,
2: and this year, for whatever reason, I'm not rooting against them, but, um, I don't know. I just think the overhype this year is more valid than maybe it was last year for, for them in particular. But we'll see. Do you have any uh, futures the betting- NCA. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I mean, is the betting favorite at plus 350. Mm. Um, like 10 to 14 days ago, maybe a couple weeks ago at this point, I, I took Villanova to win the title at 26 to 1. Um, and I'm thinking about taking Duke at 12 to 1.
1: It's not bad. Again, you have to do the math with these and just play it out game by game. Sometimes you're better off with a moneyline parlay. Uh, I saw Arkansas the other day. Somebody tweeted out, and I'm so pissed I missed it. Arkansas was like 80 to 1 to win the title. I think that number has probably moved. I'm pulling up the odds now. 50. Yeah, 50 still not bad. Again, maybe you're better off going, you know, moneyline by money line and rolling it over. But man, that's a dangerous team. That was a fun game. I don't know if you watched it against Kentucky the other day. taste. a hell of a player. That was a fun atmosphere. That was a great game. It was a great game. It was a great game. wasn't great if you laid the two and a half as Eric saw missed a bunch of free throws at Kentucky six to three at the buzzer. But uh, yeah, that was a great game. I I feel like there's not that runaway team. There's like a dozen or so teams that can win it all. It's really, it should be a fun tournament.
2: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's, uh, it's completely wide open this year. I mean, listen, Baylor is still a tough out, but they're not the Baylor team that they were uh, last year. You have Kansas now, certainly in the conversation. They're twelve to one. Texas Tech, I like. They're twenty three to one. Uh, Michigan State is a team. You know, I, I don't know if you feel like Michigan State gets overrated this time of year, or maybe even underrated. But they're seventy five to one, and that's a number I like. You know, possibly to flip it if, you, if they make even a Final Four run. But that's a big number for a, a team with Coach Izzo, who just always seems to find a way to win at least a couple of games in the tournament.
1: Yeah. He's a great tournament coach. He's just, it doesn't seem like it's his best team. I mean, they got smoked uh, a week or so ago against Iowa. They lost by 30 something points. Just kind of looking at these numbers now, Tennessee, 40 to one. That's not terrible. Uh, Texas 50 to one. No, thank you. Uh, Yukon 60 to one. That's a pretty good team. That's a pretty good Yukon team. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Providence for all their, you know, great regular season. They're still 75 to one. Some of the metrics on Providence are not favorable in terms of the luck and uh, winning close games, so that that's interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of scrolling through here. Memphis, hundred to one. Memphis has kind of turned their season around. Memphis has a good team. That's not terrible. Uh, yeah, great number, hundred to one. They I mean, w- sign me up. If they they lost want to start yesterday. Looking at value. This, they they're not winning at all. They're probably not getting to a final four. But Wyoming is a team. Now again, they lost yesterday. That was that was a tough loss because San Diego State just shot the lights out from three. But Wyoming's a team that could win a couple games in the tournament. So. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I got to get some futures in because I have nothing nothing in the account right now. I want just a, a, at least a rooting interest. So yeah, you can go to Bet River Sportsbook and check out all these odds. It's uh like you said, it's right around the corner, so it should be fun. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, you know, we
2: we talked about how crazy these conference tournaments are. So I, I don't really love. I mean, I'll bet I'll bet on these games just on a whim, just recreationally a little bit because I like the action. It's just. You feel like so many of these games are going to come down to the wire anyway. Shoot or shoot. I, yeah, I, I just don't know how much of an edge you have, like me and you talking this out, like um, Big Ten Conference winner, Big East winner.
1: Um, it's it's really tough to call those those bets, Will. <laughs> It is. Uh, one other one I should mention. Uh, the Bear, Chris Fleek, was on Friday, Thursday with me, Thursday or Friday, and he mentioned Illinois at like nice. 30 to 1 to win it all. He likes them. And remember, they were pretty much the one overall seed last year, and they got a terrible draw. They got Loyola, Chicago in the second round, who. Uh, a lot of people had as like a top fifteen team, and they drew them in the second round. You know the the committee. I remember that region was a gone. Oh, the committee just is so corrupt. They screw over these mid major teams. It's just so unfair. It, you know they don't really use the numbers. They they really give a hard time to these mid major teams, and uh, it backfired because Illinois got knocked out of it. And yeah, sometimes you you, know, you win it the year after you're supposed to win it. So Illinois thirty to one's another one that's interesting. Yeah, but I'm, I'm looking here at the. Uh, Odds to win these conference tournaments. Now the Big East is next week. The, a lot of these bigger ones are next week. So, yeah, yeah Auburn is minus three forty-five. Man, I would fade Auburn here. Would you? Yeah. Well, I guess these must be for these must be for the regular season because we're looking at. Oh, yeah. Because okay. Kentucky sixty to one. Kentucky wouldn't be sixty to one. So this is this has got to be regular season conference tournament winner. Makes sense. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but that that certainly makes sense on a few of these.
1: Um, oh, they got odds too to be a one seed. Purdue's yes, plus three fifty to be a one seed. Boy, Bet Rivers got a nice little menu here. I have to go through these. Do you see this odds to be a one seed? No, I didn't. I, I'm I'm scrolling down. Not bad. Where's it at? Uh, if you go under futures.
2: Uh, NCA futures team, individual
1: team markets, which I love. Yeah, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah, you go under NCA futures. And they got Player of the Year. They've got, uh, let's see, they got a bunch of stuff here. What what uh, odds to be selected for the tournament? We got uh, props on Belmont. Belmont's plus two twenty-five to get selected for the tournament. Boy, they got a lot of options here. This is, uh, I wish you know, rattle coming... off some of the to be a one seed uh, prices. Will hang on, I'm coming back because it's it's exiting me out of it. Let's okay. See here. Uh, anything you bet tonight?
2: Uh, I mean, there's. I haven't even really dived into the college slate too much. Uh, I have all the NBA games here later tonight. Jot it down. I know the Nets are in Toronto. Oh, they got smoked last night. Yeah, they're getting eight and a half tonight. The Lakers, how about the Lakers? We can talk about Ooh. them in a few minutes too. But they're they're at home. Uh, Luka and the Mavs are coming into town. Dallas, five and a half point favorite. I certainly like Dallas tonight. I would possibly take the eight and a half, nine with Brooklyn. It's just a, just a lot of points. Um, but I don't have anything for, for the college slate except for the Nova game. Uh, I'm lying, actually. I did like Nova, but that line has moved up to nine and a half. Uh, I, I grabbed it at seven and a half about a day and a half ago. But um, that's a big game for Villanova at
1: Providence tonight uh, in, in Nova. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, Providence wrapped up the tournament, and like I said, Providence has just gotten so fortunate in some of these big games, and you know, just winning these you know one two point games. It's it's really been crazy, and I think the odds really f- reflect that for a team that won the Big East to be seventy five to one to win it all. You're not fooling these uh, these bookmakers. No. I don't I don't think the books believe in in Providence either.
2: No, and I think you know, despite Providence locking up the regular season, uh, you know, conference there. This is a this is a game Nova wants to win, and they they've been off since February 22nd, so Nova's well rested. They've been watching a few of these games from a distance. Providence was you know celebrating, had the 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 court rushed, yeah. So Villanova wants to get this win tonight, and they want to be playing their best heading into uh, you know the conference tournament and the Big Dance. So
1: uh, that should be a good one for the Big East. All right, I got some of these one seed odds. Arizona's minus 220 to be a one seed. Duke is plus. 400 to be a one seed. Um, and then they've got odds on odds to make the tournament for some of these, you know, Dayton, Belmont. They got a lot of options here. It's pretty interesting.
2: Do you have any uh, picks or thoughts for the one seed market there? I'd not? have to
1: study it closer. I'd have to yeah. study closer. closer. Uh, yeah, nothing that really jumps out at me. You know, it, probably go through this bracket here in a minute. But it seems like the one seed, I, I don't think Duke is going to be a one seed. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Just,
2: Gonzaga still has to be a one seed, right? Despite that loss.
1: Yeah, I'm pulling up Lenardi's bracket. Lenardi's pretty good with this stuff. So, again, yep. if you know these things can change. Though you win your conference tournament, things change pretty quickly. Yeah,
2: absolutely. There's still a lot of basketball to uh, to uh, be played, despite coming down the stretch and some of these conference tournaments getting underway. Uh, you could still have a lot of movement here in the final 10, 12 days leading up to Selection Sunday. Can't wait. And and one, one nugget here for lo, you know, local Villanova, Linardi had Villanova projected in the East region, Will, and the second round in the East region will be played in Philadelphia. Wow. So Villanova is able to win their first two games, and that comes to be reality, what Linardi is predicting. Villanova is going to have two home games for the Sweet 16
1: and the Elite Eight. That's a big fact, Which is really not fair. I mean, to give not home at field, all. not fair. I mean, they do it because, the, you know, these tournaments, they don't sell as many tickets as you think. It's not as much of a draw. You know, people like to watch the games at home for whatever reason. If you can have a local draw, you sell more tickets. But, yeah, that's kind of not fair. I don't know if you're old enough to remember when George Mason went to the Final Four. They got the uh yeah. the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. That was in D.C. And they got a big advantage uh, in terms yeah. of that. I'm looking at Lenardi's bracket. He's got Arizona, Gonzaga, Kinsu- uh, Kansas, and Baylor. It's the first four. Followed by Purdue, Duke, Kentucky, and Auburn, all on the two line, and then the three line: Tech, Villanova, Tennessee, Wisconsin. So, uh, and he's got Duke seventh. So I don't know that Duke can leapfrog uh, these teams. I guess they would probably need some help and to win yep. their conference tournament. Uh, we probably make too much of the one seeds anyway. Whether you're the one or the two, I mean, you're probably it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, uh, you know, other than you pretty much get a buy as a one seed. I mean, very rarely does a two seed lose. It happens, but not too much of a difference between the one and the two. It's more about matchups than it is the seeding. Exactly. It's all about the draw, whether you're the one, two, three. Uh, you know, if you have a
2: favorable draw as a three seed compared to a one seed that's in a gauntlet of a region, it's,
1: you know, that that one three seed has the advantage, all, all matchup based, of course. Plus you could be a four seed and then you're supposed to play the five in the second round and the five gets upset and all of a sudden you're playing a 12 seed. So yeah, a yeah. lot of it's luck of the draw, absolutely. All right, so let's... uh Let's talk about Let's the parade. You guys got Harden. You got Embiid. When is the parade? Is everyone in Philly planning the parade? Are we? Do we have a date yet? Do we have a, a route? <laughs> Are we canceling school? Like, What's going on with the parade in Philly? Yeah, I know. Well, we had a parade for the Eagles a few times,
2: um, so the joke just rolls over for the 76ers. They're, the parade, I had my individual parade yesterday, uh, but, man, the Sixers, dude, they have they have taken over the city, which is not easy to do. Like the Eagles run – NFL runs the world. NFL is king. So in all of these major markets, the NFL team is king, and that's always the case in Philly.
1: But right now, Will, it has this 2001 vibe to the team. Well, yeah, it's been 20-plus years since you've been into a conference finals. I mean, that's still like one of the all-time gag jobs last year, which I'm still not over somebody who had a future on the Sixers. To be up two games to one, up 17 in game four. I mean, they were minus 700 for the series going into game four. 25-point lead in game five at home. Win game six on the road somehow. And then home for game seven, they had a four-point lead in the fourth quarter and let that get away. You know, fans throwing stuff on the court. Uh, that's, it was ugly. that's still there. I mean, that's still there if you're the Sixers. And Beads had a history. I mean, he turned the ball over a lot in the Atlanta series. Now, maybe it was the knee and he wasn't 100%. I don't think he was 100%. Harden has melted at the end of some of these, you know, playoff games, playoff series, doesn't get the same calls as he does in the regular season. Doc has certainly had his issues as a coach in the playoffs. So it's not like you you get to put, you know, put him in the finals right now. But uh, one thing that's also encouraging, Milwaukee has not looked good. I I know they won big last night, but that was a terrible loss they had Saturday night. They've really been kind of mediocre for uh, a couple of months now. Their defense has not been good. Maybe it's championship hangover and they can just kind of flip the switch and be good to go once the playoffs start. But maybe they can't. And if they can't, I think you got to favor Philly. I think you know if you made me pick right now, who's going to be in the finals out of the East? I would struggle with it. I wouldn't be confident, but I would say the Sixers. I'm confident
2: right now, you know. And and listen, I know it's only two games. I know one of the games it's the New York Knicks. All right, and they stink. But you still have to acknowledge what you see. Like, the potential is there. And Joel Embiid, he said it himself. He's like, I've never been this open in my life. I've never had this much space in my life. And just already the style and identity change offensively for the 76ers, you could see, is there, regardless of who's on the other side, opponent-wise. So I I, I put them as the favorite right now in the Eastern Conference. Like, that that should be the expectation in that locker room. I, I know it is. Uh, for fans, it should be as well. In, in a wide-open East, well, I, I don't know how we can't lean as long as all things stay healthy and go according to plan. I think the 76ers have the best opportunity right
1: now to uh, – to come out of the East. I would say they have the best out of anyone, but there's just, there's four or five teams. The East is so good and so deep, which is a strange thing to say, because usually the East is the JV circuit. Uh, You know, the first round's not going to be an easy round, no matter who you play, whether it's Toronto, Boston, Chicago, you could play the Nets in the first round. It's not going to be an easy out in the first round. And you're going to have three chances to lose before you get to the finals. The heat just keep rolling along. They're going to be the one seed. It looks like Uh, that's not an easy team to play. Uh, the East is really good. So again, I would pick the Sixers out of all these teams, but it's going to be really, it's going to be really competitive in the East. Especially, you know, when the fact that you, you're one of these big teams, even if you get a one or a two seed, you don't have an easy out uh, in that first yeah. round, and you got three chances to lose. And it's going to be fun. It's it's funny. The seedings aren't even going to matter so much because you could be the one and, and see Brooklyn in the first round, which. Look, we got to see Simmons, who knows, with Kyrie. But still, anytime Durant's on the other side, you got to play them in the 1-8 or the 2-7. That is not a lot of fun to deal with. That's why in a wide-open Eastern Conference, you
2: make points that I, I agree with all the points you just made, Will. These final 22 games, all right, the 76ers have 22 games remaining. They're 60 games in at 37 and 23. You know, once again, It's not that the seeding matters, but it does as far as matchup-based. So, like, if the 76ers can grab the number two seed, you bring up a good point about Brooklyn. Then the 76ers, you know, go up against, like, Toronto in the first round. Then in the second round, they have the opportunity to possibly play, like, a Cleveland. And then if Brooklyn's healthy, maybe you get an eight-seeded Brooklyn coming out of that other side and Philly has home court. Like, that's the difference between – you know, getting to the final four and, and
1: having another early exit. And you might be a situation where you might prefer to be the four seed based on the matchup where, hey, if you're the two seed, you have to play yeah. the Nets in the first round. But if you're the four, you can play the Bulls. Uh, you'd rather be – you play the Bulls than, than the Nets. And uh, this could break right where you get, a, you know, an easier bracket or it could go the other way where you got to play the Nets in the first round, the Bucks in the second round, and then like the Heat in the conference finals where the Heat have home, home court. So uh, it's going to be fascinating. I, I'm curious, are we going to see some teams – try to manipulate their seed if they can lose and get a better matchup the last day, the last weekend of the season. We saw that last year. Remember it was that clippers, clippers. Thunder? Yeah, that Clippers-Thunder, that Sunday night game where these guys are basically, you know, throwing the ball out of bounds on purpose to try to lose. The Clippers wanted a different matchup. I think they wanted to play the Mavs instead of uh, whoever it was, I forget. And the Thunder were trying to lose for draft picks, and it was just like a, a complete tank-off, which is pretty funny. Uh, I do wonder if the league will ever get to a point where the higher seed just gets to choose their opponent so we can kind of get rid of this stuff, which uh, I think would be fascinating. But, yeah, I'm excited. These last 20 games are uh, kind of a grind to get through just because I want to see, you know, just how it shapes up here in terms of the East. It's it's really a fascinating conference to keep an eye on.
2: Do you have any, you know, value plays or just plays period right now for the futures market? We talked a little bit about it last week, but Heat are five to one. They're still getting overlooked. Fourth best odds to come out of the conference. Then Boston's 10 to 1, Chicago 12 to 1, Cleveland 25 to 1. Any thoughts with those?
1: Yeah, uh, just in terms of the numbers now, I mean, we we're talking a month or so ago when I got Philly 10 to 1 to win the East. So I got that one in my pocket. If I had nothing in my pocket, either Heat 5 to 1, maybe Celtics 10 to 1. Maybe I don't think they can get to a finals. I, I don't think they can beat everybody, but I think they can beat anybody. Uh, I think they can beat anybody individually. And maybe win two series. Then, if you're sitting there in a conference finals at ten to one, you can kind of hedge off of it. But uh, it would either be that or Miami at five to one. I mean, Miami's really good. Uh, I don't know if they have enough offense to win the whole thing. They kind of get bogged down in the half court. They tend to struggle. Uh, you know, when it, it's not in transition, a lot of their points come in transition. They get a lot of cheap points that way. Uh, playoffs can be different. You know, half court offense, defense gets set. So that's a concern. But they have probably the best coach in Spolstra. You know, they got Butler, they got Adibayo, who's you know criminally underrated. Adibayo was a hell of a player. You know, yeah. they got the shooters with Hero and Duncan. Um it's like I said, it's fascinating. You, you can't count Milwaukee out. You, you know, the, the Sixers have looked great with Harden and Embiid. Nets still have Durant. It's really uh gonna be a lot of fun.
2: Can't wait. Uh it's it's gonna be a final, a fun, final stretch. Your nets are in action tonight. Do you have anything, uh, any thoughts on that? Getting eight.
1: That's expensive. I tweeted out last night. They were down 23 at half, and the Raptors were plus 250 to win the second half on the money line. So I tweeted that out. We hit on the Raptors. So that was a good one. Nice. Uh, you're gonna get oh no, you can't you don't get Kyrie. Boy, this is crazy because it's in Toronto. So Toronto still has the guidelines where if you're unvaccinated, you can't play. So that's no Kyrie. Eight's a lot. That's a pass for me. I would lean. I would lean Nets just because you think, boy, it's strange to see two teams play back-to-back days. Uh, I mean, I know the Knicks and Sixers play again on Wednesday, but there's a couple days in between. It's weird to see, you know, back-to-back on consecutive days. I would lean with the Nets plus the eight, but boy, that's not a lot of confidence. They're just, they're really small. Uh, They're really bad on defense, Um, especially when you have no Kyrie. They just don't have a lot of size. I mean, they're running out Mills and Curry and Drogic it is not a good team but i, I don't know that you could no. be laying eight points with toronto despite the result last night i think that's a little bit of an overreaction
2: yeah i i would never want to be laying eight with toronto period um mm-hmm. you know did you see new york lifted the the vaccine mandate although i don't know even what that means now but march 7th i believe is the date that they just released as the vaccine mandate being lifted but now Kyrie still can't play. He can't
1: play, that? but he can watch the games from Barclays. But but eventually he'll be able to play. Uh, I, I've given up trying to figure it out. I mean, if you're unvaccinated and you're a visiting player, you can play. But if you're unvaccinated and you're a home player, you can't play. But now you can watch the games from Barclays. It's it so sounds – it's just ridiculous. Uh, it does sound like by the time that the playoffs come around, he'll be eligible to play at home, which is a big break for the Nets. They, they need that. I don't think they were a contender with only half a Kyrie, uh, with no Harden in the right. picture. Who knows what you're going to of Simmons. If you only get Kyrie for half the games, I don't think the Nets could have won the title that way uh, with him. Who knows? I mean, he, you know, he's a pain in the neck to deal with. He had some incredible shots, though, against Milwaukee. I have to admit he was really good. I don't know if you saw that Saturday night game. Did, uh, he yeah. was really good that game. He was unbelievable.
2: And it's you have to give him credit, man. I mean, he's missed a lot of time and he just strolls out there
1: and it looks like he's been playing all season long. Yeah, I don't know which way you go out, Go with that. Is it, you know, his legs are fresh, so, you know, he's rested. Or you could I know Van Gundy was making the point, man, I don't know how you get in basketball shape playing, you know, one out of every three games or whatever. So, yeah, you can kind of look at that one or two true. ways. But, yeah, he had some incredible shots the other night.
2: Yeah, true. I think that's a good point. Like, how does he look in, uh, you know, his third, fourth, fifth, sixth game in a row? He hasn't had to do that at all, so popping out for one and then sitting for
1: a week. That's a different story. There's always there's always a next thing with with Kyrie, whether it's you know, protesting. Last week he just went missing for two or three weeks. The Nets, you know, the reasons are still unclear why he went missing, what he was doing. Supposedly he had a birthday party. So, you know, he's out there when he's on the court, he's a good player. I've always thought he's a little overrated. You know, he gets hurt a lot. He's small, he's not great on defense, but uh, he's just a hell of a player in terms of you know offensive skill. Yeah, he's, his ball handling ability is uh, is
2: a thing of beauty, but recently, and recently being past two, three, maybe even four years, I agree with you. He just hasn't been, he's been out of sight, out of mind for whatever
1: reason, a variety of reasons. Yeah, no doubt. I think you look at the last four or five seasons, he's only completed one of them. He's either hurt or there's always something with him. I mean, he's constantly hurt. Now, last year against Milwaukee, he rolls his ankle, uh, You know, and that's just bad luck, but Yeah, it's part of the deal with him. I mean, he's only played 70-plus games a handful of times. I mean, going back to his time at Duke, he missed most of his season at Duke. His one year in college, he's just – he's hurt a lot. Some guys get hurt a lot. He's one of them. All right, man, good stuff. Uh, Went through a lot there. Do you have anything else you want to throw out? No, we're going to have to do some baseball pretty soon. Have you been doing any baseball on your show? Zero. I mean, it just hasn't been – has that hasn't been a sport it's been uh it's been
2: out of sight out of mind i hope that they uh they resolve everything then we can start looking at some futures market stuff and like you said start seeing where some uh some players land see what contracts
1: are being handed out and uh get ready to gear up i forced myself to do it i mean i think i I had weingarten on who's really good with baseball and i just forced myself to do it just from a prep standpoint i don't want to be caught here where all of a sudden boom we have a season and i'm not ready for it so uh, you can only prep so much because, like you said, there's so many guys still unsigned, but still want to kind of get the feel for it, go through you know, who's on what team, uh, just go division by division and get ready for it. Because it does sound like we're going to have a season, which is exciting. Thank God. Uh, Thank I'm God glad is this right. is, as you said,
2: it looks like all signs are pointing to something being worked out here, possibly possibly later today. Uh, and then we can we can have it back in our lives. And you're right, I have to jump on my prep.
1: Yeah, gotta get gotta get after it. I don't know that the Phillies have enough, man. That was a that was another team that collapsed last year. I mean, they had a three game lead in August, and boy, they were getting Brutal. swept by Arizona. They're losing to Baltimore. They're blowing a million games. Ian Kennedy, thank you very much. Uh, and that's a tough division, especially with Scherzer joining the Mets. The uh, obviously the Braves are the champs. The Marlins have more pitching than you think. So, yeah, we did a whole NL East breakdown yesterday with uh with Jason Weingarten. So if people haven't listened to that. They can go to nice. the New York City Cast and find that. But yeah, excited for it. We're into March. We made it. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I'll have to check that episode out with you and Weingarten. Good stuff, man. All right, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back. I think on Thursday. Hopefully by then we'll be talking baseball. We'll be talking. We can talk a little bit of everything. Obviously the NBA, the NCAA tournament. Uh, going to be right around the corner. The NBA is still in full swing. Well, we'll still do more NFL draft. You know, the combine is, I think this week, the combine starting soon. I don't pay too much attention to that, but pretty soon these draft props are going to uh, pop up. We did a little draft stuff with Chris Felica, the bear of ESPN last week. That was last Friday's show. So go back and check that out. Did a little baseball yesterday with Jason Weingarten. And obviously – uh Today we, we covered a little bit of everything with Ryan Rothstein. So we'll be back Thursday. Thank you guys for listening. This is the New York City cast presented by Bet River Sportsbook.